I feel very blessed to have met Dr. Kylie, who has taken the time to help educate practitioners on how to simplify any practice. The 90-day program has completely changed the way I practice as it's helped me work smarter rather than insanely harder. Dr. Angela Ram. Dr. Kylie wants you to be successful. She simplifies information that allows you to apply it right away. She is accessible and responds quickly when a question arises. Again, she wants you to succeed and everything she offers reflects that. Renee, who is also in the 90-day program, reports this. Now, these are just a few examples of what can happen inside your practice and therefore your life when you jump inside the next 90-day program. Join us on October 4th and come see what can happen when you say yes. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite supplement companies, Systemic Formulas and My Biome. If you're not using them in your practice, you should be. Come join me inside their fit private Facebook group for practitioners called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. For everybody else, you can join them on Instagram. All right, let's dive in and get started. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. Today's episode is with a very, very special guest of mine. In fact, this one episode has sparked much more collaboration with her and I together. So much so that she joins me inside my brand new Magic Money Mastermind, where we dive into all things money, healing our trauma around it as a child, becoming better with it, and therefore ultimately impacting more lives because we have more resources. This is Nicole Mitchell. And if you want more from her and more of this money mindset upgrade, just like I did when I first met her, come join us inside the mastermind. But you got to go through the 90-day program first. So start there. Let's lay your foundation. And then you can upgrade everything, including the amount of lives you can impact inside the Magic Money Mastermind, where I host it and Nicole comes and joins us every first Wednesday of the month. It is so good and we are only getting started. All right, here's Nicole. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. I have a very, very, very special guest with me today. Her name is Nicole Mitchell and her and I go back two years ago. Um, I was in the background while she was like getting hit by media after media. I mean, this girl has been on every TV station in the entire world. And I am not exaggerating that at one, one little bit. Um, I was there beginning when I watched this growth of hers blew, blow up. And she's really going to help us today, especially as practitioners. One, fix our mindset. Two, realize our value. And three, help us find ways to make more money by making more impact. Welcome, Nicole. Ah, I'm like so excited just from that intro. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to dive deep into this conversation with you and your amazing people. Now, Nicole, when, when I first met you, I mean, we never really met. We were just in the same group together going through the same five-day challenge. Uh, you had, and now that I've seen you and you're working with some of the groups that I'm in as well, you said that you went from, you know, charging a couple hundred dollars per client per month to now you're charging thousands of dollars a client per month. What was the biggest change for you in that journey? Gosh, yeah, it was a journey, right? Like, you know, my story, you know, I was on food stamps and for eight years, me and my three children and really struggled 
with money, struggled with knowing my worth, struggled with knowing my power, and was very much in a victim mindset, lack energy, and just blamed everyone for my problems. And it wasn't until I learned that my financial reality is the result of my internal identity. And so I went inward and did the inner work. I journaled, I cried, I addressed my money wounds. I went through childhood memories, my first experiences and encounters with money. What were the lessons I took from that? And I flipped all of it. Anything that taught me that I would always be poor, I'd always be broke, it'd always be a struggle. And I turned it into a story of, of course, money loves me. Loves me. Of course, I get to be wealthy. Of course, I'm a good manager of money. Of course, Nicole Mitchell's capable. It all started at this level of identity. And the more I tapped into this identity of of a capable, wealthy woman, the money started to trickle in. But if we don't feel worthy, and if we feel like we're going to mismanage money, and if we feel like we're going to lose loved ones, if we become wealthy, or people are going to come out of the woodworks to try to take it from us, we will not let ourselves rise up. We will not let ourselves make a lot of money. So that's why creating next level wealth, next level success is such an inner game. It seems cheesy, but that is where the power lies. No, I believe you because I have done the exact same thing with my, I call it relationship with money Yeah, and upgrading my mindset was, I mean, I had everything I needed growing up, but what was it in my five-year-old self? What was it in my four-year-old self that made me fear? And if that's the right word, maybe not, but think that, you know, if you have money, you're a bad person or money makes you a bad person or whatever it is. I had to literally change my relationship with money. And when I did that, the last six months, (laughs) it's just going to get even better and better, better. And I keep telling myself now, like making money is fun. Making money is easy. And it's that message we tell ourselves. Yes. Yes. You like, it's been so amazing to watch you blow up and create so much success and wealth recently. Cause I, cause you're right. I knew you back then two years ago. And I, I deeply believe everyone has their time. Everyone has that moment when everything changes for the better. Everything blows up, their business takes off, their income blows up and all the best ways. And to see you now, you stayed the course. You didn't quit when it's so easy and so tempting to quit. You stayed the course. You kept doing the inner work. You kept telling yourself a different, better story about money so you could have a better relationship with money. And now we're all bearing witness to the fruit of that internal work. So kudos to you. And thank you for being a leader that we can look up to and say, you know, if you can do it, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah. So Jen and I, or Jen, Nicole and I are in this group where Jen is the leader and Jen is what, 36 years old? I'm 32. So every time I think of something like, who are you? You're 32 years old, trying to help practitioners, clinicians who are 50, 55, 60, like they're way more experienced than you. I always tell myself, well, if Jen can do it, I can do it. Yes. Find that person and say, if they can do it, well, I can do it. Yes. I literally tell myself that daily. If Jen can do it, I can do it. Yes. <laughs> we, all have to, we all have to find our person. We all have to find our person that lights us up with this feeling of possibility, this feeling of I have the power too. And that's why I'm very public about my wealth because I was only able to create my wealth because I saw one woman, one woman online who was a coach like me, who was having not only 10K months, she was having 100K months. She was the first person I could look to and say, 
holy crap, if that's possible for her, surely it's possible for me. And you know my story, right? I went from food stamps to, to six-figure months, and it all started I'm with one. Guys, like, it was within weeks, a week <laughs> time period that this transition happened. happened so fast. But it all started because I found one person that I resonated with. And if I can be that person for someone else where people look to me and say, if Nicole can do it or Dr. Kylie can do it, and it gives them the fire to believe they can do it, then that's been worth all of it. Yeah, I remember on our call, I think it was after the five-day challenge or maybe it was after the eight-week group um, scenario, but you you were like, I want to have a Lamborghini just because I can. Yes! one of those now right i have to show you this i love that you remember that so I remember this is on my wall right like i have a picture of a lamborghini on my wall that i see every morning and every night um and that's the beauty of wealth is as you start making more money because i didn't have any experience with wealth until a couple years ago and you get all this money and you literally can do anything and then i get really intentional about my money so when i had to buy a new car a year ago or so i was dying to get my Lambo. I could afford it for the first time in my life. I could afford a freaking Lambo little Nicole, like this mom who's on food stamps, a single mom. Right. And then, but I have three kids <laughs> and I needed a new car and I was like, crap, I can't get a Lambo yet because I don't, I don't want the SUV. I want my sports car. So the beauty about wealth is you can have it all. So I bought my family vehicle first. And then my next vehicle is when I'm planning on buying mommy's own sexy car. I love that you remember that detail, though. That makes my heart happy. Yeah. I remember because I I was like, I want to be out of my student loans. Like that is my <laughs> dream goal, and I'll promise at the end of this year I'll be out of them. Yeah, and I haven't even started denting them yet. But in six months, that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars, guys. That I'm just like, Whoa! if it can happen for Nicole, if it can happen for me, it can happen for you. And the first step is I loved how you said your financial reality is your internal identity. What's inside? What messages about money were you told? What messages are about money are you telling yourself now? Yes. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money this, money that. Yes. Flip, flip oh the switch for us, Nicole. Yes. You know what? I have a favorite story about money not growing on trees. So I believe money grows on trees because money's made from paper. Paper comes from trees. So I tell myself money literally grows on trees. And I had a friend call me one day. She's in a really bad place financially. And so I, I do my riffs. Like I'm a really powerful riffer and I kind of get you all like, I raise your vibration and get you to feel wealthy. So I do this riff for her. We hang up. And then that day, She's driving down the road in the middle of a wooded area, no homes, no population. And she sees something like blowing down the road. And she's like, what is this paper? And so she pulls over and they're hundred dollar bills blowing down the, in the middle of nowhere on the road. And she like looks around, like looks for population, looks for cars, looks for nothing. And so she reaches out and picks up the hundred dollar bills and gets back in her car. And she like called me like crying. She's like, Nicole, money literally fell from the trees. So stuff like that happens all the time for my people, right? We are so open to money surprising us in any way, in every way. We do not limit it to our paycheck. If we limit it to our paycheck, we're operating from an outdated paradigm that says input equals output. You only have so many hours in a day. So if you're charging based on the hour, you're going to be capped really, really fast. This is when you want to charge by the experience, right? By your expertise, by the transformation you're offering the people at hand. And I know you and I briefly talked about this, um, Dr. Kylie, where I have a client who's a doctor 
And for the position she has, the industry cap for her position is $250,000. She couldn't fathom a world where she would be okay with $250,000. She's like, there's no way. I refuse to let some outside source tell me what I'm capable of. She makes $500,000 a year in the same position. It should not be possible, but we don't make decisions based on what outside factors tell us. We make decisions based on, like you said, our internal identity. She identified with someone who makes half a million a year. So now her physical reality matches that internal reality, internal identity. So your job is to get clear on what does wealth feel like for me? How, how do I, how much do I see myself making? What lights me up? What's the number that turns me on? Not the number that I was told, the number that I feel. And that number will lead you home every single time. I was just going to ask you, what is the first step to changing our relationship with money and wealth? And I think you just answered it. Like, what is that number for you? What is it that you wake up excited about? And then, and then don't be scared Mm -hmm. to say some outrageous number. Yes. Let me just take care of it for you guys. My goal is to be a billionaire. Right. And when I first owned that desire for years ago, I couldn't say that out loud. Do you know how audacious and almost obnoxious that is for you to declare that? But do you think any billionaire becomes a billionaire by not owning it? They go for it. They believe in it. They're all in for it. So any number. But when I first started my journey to healing my relationship with money, I was on food stamps. And my goal was like, if I could just have a $10,000 a month, a $10,000 a month would change my life. I could actually pay all off my bills. I could eventually get off food stamps. I could actually pay for health insurance for the first time for me and my kids. Like it would change my life. But the beginning, the only number I felt comfortable charging was $250 for a month of support. My goal was to charge 10,000 someday. But in the beginning, that was the, that was the actual number I could get behind was 250. So what I would say is, what's that big number you feel? I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. I want to make $500,000. I want to be, whatever your number is, it's different for all of us. Hold it, lock it in. And then the second part is checking in. Okay. But what can I actually charge at this point? We just start there, right? This isn't who you are. This is just where you are. We're just starting here. Because I knew when I charged $250 back in the day to hire me for a month, I knew someday I would charge 10,000. I knew, but I had to start somewhere. And as I got better, as I got more confident, as I got more client testimonials, I kept raising my rates. But I started with what I could actually get behind. So when people are wondering when to raise your rates, what's what's your rule for it? It's so different for every person. So for a while, like I would feel it on the inside. So I remember that first client who hired me for $250 a month, she got a call each week of the month. And after the first call, I crushed it. And I was like, you know what? I, I should have charged a double next time I'm charging double on our second call. We hop on and she goes, Nicole, I would have paid you double for this. This is like blowing my mind. And it was confirmation. I had felt it first. She confirmed it on her own. I never said anything. And I said, that's it. As soon as this month is over, I'm doubling my rates. So we crushed it those four weeks together. That next month, I raised it to 500 and I announced it. Hey, I have opening for one-on-one life coaching clients. My rate's this. And then I got someone at 500. And each time I got someone at my new rate, it gave me confidence of like, oh, this is possible. There is someone at every price point. So once I felt like totally confident that I was not only delivering at that rate, but I was over delivering, I was crushing it. That was my cue it was time to raise my rates. Yeah. What do you say to someone who 
is terrified of yeah. money and to, and and terrified to ask for that next level. What's what what would you if you were to coach them? Mm. What would yeah. you suggest? Because I know so many listeners are like, well, the standard average for massage therapist is eighty dollars an hour. I know lawyers who says, well, a lawyer in Utah gets paid two hundred fifty bucks an hour. So what? If you yeah. want to charge five hundred and you're getting people are paying five hundred or, or seven fifty, I don't care. Can like I just say- because the yeah. standard level is doesn't mean that's what you have to charge. I love this. Okay. I have a good story about this. So back when I was broke, I always wanted the cheapest option, right? Because that's what I was taught. I was taught cheapest, cheap, cheapest as possible is always the right call. And of course you get what you pay for. So I didn't get the best stuff, best experiences, best services. And then now fast forward today where I make plenty of money and I was booking a massage a couple of weeks, a few months ago for a person I was dating. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do a couple's massage. I'm Googling, like trying to find the best massage. And there's like lots of them for $50, $80, $100 to every price point. And I didn't feel comfortable with that low of a price. And I ended up booking the most expensive one I found for $1,200. I just didn't feel, I didn't trust those lower numbers. I'm like, why would I let someone touch my body for less than a few hundred dollars? That doesn't feel right for me. So like when I had that moment though, I started laughing because I used to be the person who's like the cheaper, the better. And now I'm like, if I had to pick between 200 and 1200, I'm going with my $1,200 option because that feels appropriate for who I am. So my answer to your question is, there is someone at every price point. There will always be some, someone who charges less than you, and there will always be someone who charges for free. We don't compete with them. We are not trying to compete in the affordability game. We wanna compete in the extraordinary game. I don't wanna be affordable, I wanna be extraordinary. When you come into my life and I work with you as a massage therapist, as a doctor, as a life coach, and I, I care deeply, I do my best, I see you, I provide the best experience possible, and they leave that room raving about me, that's the kind of business owner I want to be. That's the kind of practitioner I want to be. So I want you to get out of this affordability mindset and into this. If I can create an extraordinary experience, how much would I charge for that? And know that people like me, there's lots of people, we pay for the extraordinary. We don't play the affordable game. So if you want to become wealthy, there is a lot of us who have wealth to pay for your services. And, and it's not just about becoming wealthy. It's having impact. Like as us practitioners, we are, we are driven by helping people. Yep. Whether that's $10,000, $100,000 or a million dollars or $10 million, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that I was able to help somebody. Right. And when you have money, you have more ability to help. Yeah. When you're making money, you're making more, you're helping people get better results with their life. So compete in the extraordinary game, not, what did you say? Affordability, not the affordability. And to me, income and impact are one in the same. Mm-hmm. The bigger my income, the bigger the impact, right? I get to have both. I get to have meaning and money. And so I think that's what we have to realize. I find the most good-hearted humans tend to be the most broke because they're so afraid of taking from anyone. They don't want to put anyone in a bad place. So they put themselves in a bad place, but no one's alleviated by you struggling. You staying in a state of struggle is adding to the collective struggle. We actually need you to rise up and create a life of ease because when you rise, we rise with you. When you make more money, we look to you and say, oh crap, if they can do it, maybe I can do it too. So you actually owe a responsibility to the world. I tell my clients, you have a responsibility to get rich. 
because there are people who are looking to you for what is possible. And if you stay small and if you stay in struggle and if you stay broke, you are telling people this is normal. This is good. This is where you should stay. When you rise up and become wealthy and successful and you're generous and kind, you are modeling for the world what we so badly need is more wealthy people being kind, doing good stuff, but allowing themselves to accumulate wealth. The more resources you have, the more impact you can make. Preach, girl. Yes. I'm yes. going like, to listen to this myself. Go back on replay whenever I get in my mind and get in my yes. head. <laughs> when when like, Damn. I had someone say to me, well, if you, if you make over $350,000 a year, then you just have to give it all the taxes. So why would you want to make more than three hundred fifty? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought up taxes. Okay. Because I've just paid the most taxes I've ever paid this year. And it was last year and just, it was brutal. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Like up until last year, as I've made more money and the more taxes I paid, I was like, Woo! it means I'm making more money. This one stung a little bit because holy crap, was it a lot? Um, but I still take it as an award. Because if I'm paying more taxes, it is a symbol that I'm making more money. I would rather pay more in taxes knowing I'm making more money than make less money and hope I make less in taxes. It just doesn't make sense. I, you know, my money coach just paid $7 million in taxes. Holy smokes. You know how much money you have to make to pay $7 million? I would rather pay $7 million taxes and have a $50 million a year business. Like sign me up for that. But if we don't make peace with taxes, we will stop ourselves from going to the next level. So taxes are a friend. It's not the enemy. And something I've learned as I've risen up, you get smarter, you get savvier. You, you learn all the tax rules and tax codes to make it work out the best for you in your particular situation. So you're not like crazily throwing money without thinking about it. You're very intentional about where you're sending money, how you're doing taxes, and setting yourself up for long-term success. And again, money equals impact. Yes, yes, money yes. Equals, it's not the enemy that we've all been told. And and when I first was told that by this individual, I was like, oh, there's an upper limit mindset right there. That you're not going to allow yourself to cross over that barrier because heaven forbid we have to pay taxes. And I've been in third world countries. I've seen what outside of America can happen. I've been to Africa. I've seen people in mud huts. I've seen seven-year-olds trying to make money by selling bread on the street. So when it comes to me, I'm happy to pay taxes. Yes. I get to live in America and I get to have the things that I have because I pay taxes. Um, yes. Yeah. Someone said to me, well, that's the upper limit. Then if you, as soon as you cross over, I'm like, so I can just make more impact this way. Yes. Like don't like, these are all external excuses that trigger our internal fear, right? If I make more money, it's just going to be taken from me in the end anyway, whether it's through taxes or something bad happens or relatives come out of the woods saying, give it to me. We all have these really, we all have our own unique fears. Some of them are pretty crazy. Some are reasonable like taxes, but at the end of the day, will we use that as an excuse to play smaller than we really are? Or will we transform the energy around it and say, yes, I'll be paying more taxes, and I'll be making more money and having a bigger impact. I'm willing to do both. And something to know too, when you become wealthier, there's a flip side. We can't have the wealth without the flip side, right? I can make more money, but I also have to pay taxes. I'm going to become wealthy, but I'm also maybe not going to keep some of my friends who are very anti-wealth. Like that's part of that journey. And I had to decide along the way, 
if wealth was enough important enough to me and having a bigger impact, a global impact was important enough to me, am I willing to release people who are no longer fit for me? Am I willing to work through my fears of having to pay more taxes? So that we have to be able to handle the glory of wealth and then the, the more difficult side of wealth. But to me, that has been way easier than back when I was on food stamps struggling and constantly stressed. And that same concept goes for us practitioners as letting patients go. If they don't see your value, let them go. They will go somewhere else and they will get worse results because they went somewhere else and they weren't willing to value their health enough to pay you what you were asking for. Yes. And I can't drive that message in home enough because people will say, well, I think I'm charging too much. Everybody says no. No, you're not. I'm so glad you brought that up. I tell my clients this all the time because if we hang on to old clients or patients out of fear, well, at least they're paying me something, but they drain your energy. It's really hard to get wealthy when you're constantly drained. Wealth is a very abundant, energetic state. It's a high vibration. And when you're constantly down and feel drained, it's it's a, it's really hard to create any wealth from there. And so I would rather you have a smaller group of patients if they freaking adore you and they can't get enough value because when they have an amazing experience with you and you come in with all your amazing energy, they're going to go to their friends and rave about you. And like attracts like. So their their amazingness, is they're going to tell their amazing friends and then you're going to get more amazing clients. But if we can't call in these dream clients, if we have it cluttered with old clients who drain our energy. So as leaders, it is our responsibility to clear the pathway for the right clients to sign up. And this applies to patients. This applies to life coaching clients. This applies to team members, releasing people who are vibrational drag, who drain our energy so that we can make space for people who lift us up. And we're so excited to see that day or each day. Yeah. Um, how do you handle, cause I want to know myself, the family. Yeah. Oh. Girl, 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 girl. I have like a post in me brewing right now to write about this. I might do actually a Facebook live about it because this is a big one. What I have found in my clients is there's typically one, one person in the family who goes on to become really successful. And those typically are my clients. They're the one we typically call them or call ourselves the black sheep. I don't like that. I like calling us the one. We are the chosen one. We change our family dynamics. We change generational patterns. We implement new generational wealth. We are amazing and powerful and so transformational. But because we're the one, we typically come from families who don't understand us, who don't get us, who have a lot of wealth baggage or money blocks and money beliefs yeah. that they project onto us. And for those, and most of us who are the one typically are really sensitive. We're really caring. And so we carry their weight, their judgment, their guilt, their baggage, and it weighs us down. So I'm a deep believer on in your journey to creating next wealth, you have to incubate. So for example, that means I didn't tell my family when I wanted to get rich because I knew exactly what they were going to say. They're very like wealth equals greed. If you want to get wealthy, you are a greedy, horrible person. When I had my first 10K month, I couldn't tell my parents because I knew they'd be like, that's a fluke. How do you know? What are you do about taxes? What if someone tries to take it from you? Are you sure you can create that? Like it would just be riddled with lack and fear. And I just couldn't afford that when I was a baby, a baby wealth person. Like I'm just like trying to get my feet stable. So I view it as being like a little chicken who's hatched and you're in your um, incubator protected from the elements until your legs are able to withstand 
the wind, the rain, the heat. Once your legs are stable enough, then maybe you can become a little more open, a little more public and honest about your wealth. And now, as you know, I pu publish my income on the internet all the time, but I, because I took that time to incubate my legs, the truly wealthy have really strong boundaries. So if it means not talking to your family about wealth at all, if it means cutting off toxic family members, we have really strong boundaries in order to create the kind of money we want to create. You just have to. Yeah. You can't convince them. Convincing energy is repelling energy. It only pushes people away. Just like when they try to convince you that you're crazy to think that you're crazy to do that. And it makes you like so angry and fired up. Same thing towards them. If you try to convince them, you can do it, that it's safe, that everything's legal. It's all going to be fine. And they totally don't believe you. No one wins in convincing energy. So I won't even participate in a conversation with my family about my money because it only activates them in a really triggered state. I just said, I'm going to build my really wealthy, happy, beautiful, successful life. And you all can watch on the sidelines. I have nothing to prove to you. This is all proving to my own self, the greatness I feel within here. Sure. I wish you could come along for the ride, but you're not ready, but I am. So giving yourself permission to go first without needing your family's approval. God, that's a, that's what I need to do. I, I love my family. I'm with my family all the time. Um, but it's like between my husband and I, he's more reserved about it because he doesn't want people to know how successful we are. When I'm like, you know, success just means you can have more impact. That's yep. all it means. Yep. But I've had to do a lot of inner work to get there. Yes. And that's like, this is what we're doing inside my become, I have a become a money magnet digital course because I, because I couldn't turn to my family or even my friends for support. I turned to the internet. I had to find online coaches, online courses, online masterminds where wealth was normal, where people saw me according to my power, my capability, where people gave me the tools to become wealthy. And that's what I do online is like, I know what it's like to not have family who gets you. I know what it's like to be surrounded by my friends back then. We're also all struggling. So I create these online spaces like become a money magnet to like here. I see you according to your wealth. I see you according to your power. There is no number you could ask for that I would ever blink twice at. I'd be like, of course, and let's double it. So finding those online spaces is really important if you don't have it in person. Well, I've done that. That's why I'm in three mastermind groups now, just literally to be around those people. And it's all virtual. It's not going to be in October. I'm going to be at UAL, which I'm freaking excited about. Not necessarily to learn, but to put myself in the room with other people and to connect and to meet and to network and like meet you and Jen uh, since I looked up to you so much and then these other mastermind groups they're having events too and it's not necessarily me wanting to go learn the marketing and learn that it's me wanting to go meet the people and hang out with the people and yes these are paid masterminded and they're not like five thousand ten thousand dollar masterminds these are more like 50k masterminds but it's getting me to that next level and meeting those next level people that I want to surround myself with yes. where wealth is normal. Impact is normal and it's welcomed. Yes. And it's coming in increasing amounts, yeah. right? So there's a couple of things about wealthy people. The wealthy are really well connected because yes. we know relationship is everything. We know we don't know everything. We know that people are expertise and geniuses in their own lanes that are different from ours. The more connected we are, the wiser, sharper, smarter, better we become. So we do that. And then we 
constantly are investing in ourselves to grow and expand. We don't stay capped. We don't believe in a limit. We believe that we get to have more and we want to do it in community. And so, yeah, in the same way, I am in different masterminds and different programs for the sake of networking. And I notice that wealthy people make decisions very differently from poor people. And so I would put myself in these containers just to listen to how a rich person thinks. How does a wealthy person navigate the situation? How do they handle this conversation? How do they make this kind of decision? Once I got an inside peek into their brain, I was like, oh my gosh, you think, feel, talk, do everything differently about money from what I was taught. And so I'd sit at their feet like Chris, like Jen for my different mentors and just soak it in because I wanted to become my version of them. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like it's now, it's now to me like a drive, like this burning desire. Yeah. I've gone from here and I've gone from here and I've gone from here, but I want to continue. I ain't capping myself at $350,000 because someone told me to Yes, keep going. And, and just being surrounded by you being surrounded by so many people. That's part of our journey Mm -hmm. is making sure that we surround ourselves with the right people and if that means getting into the internet and getting access to those people through that avenue, I mean, you're probably, I don't know how much money you make now, but millions and millions of dollars. And yet you still have a coach. Yes. Yes. At every level, maybe unless you're Trump or, or Elon Musk, you don't need a coach because you are the top dog on the Elon, Elon Musk. But anyways, we all have coaches. And at every single level, there's a different coach that's needed. So like I've just experienced with my growth in the business, I've graduated from everybody that I knew at that level. And now I need someone who can take me to the next level. Yes. So yes. You know, do you know Rudy Moore? Mm-mm. I'm like the least. You'll meet him. You'll meet him. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm not, the, I'm actually very, very relational, but I don't know like big gurus. I'm pretty naive in that way. What I Chris and Jen's masterminds, like the one, maybe it's the hundred million dollar mastermind that, that Jen is in, but that he knows Chris and Jen really well. And he's my business coach. And he, Uh like, he took me from the 15, 20 K a month to now I'm at the hundred K a month. And, and at first it was the, like, holy crap. And it, and keeping silent about it where Mm -hmm. now it's like, you know what? It's more impact. Yes, come make more impact. And and when I first mentioned this idea that I want to host an in-person event, because I actually want to meet people. Like I want to be able to give people hugs that I've been hanging out with the last two years. And so, but in not in in this industry, nobody does conferences unless you're a supplement company. And your goal is to you know get us practitioners to use your supplements. And I said, you know what? Screw that. We're really good at the practice, the pre, the patient side of things. We're terrible at mindset, money, and business. Yes. So in my conference, February 20th, 21st, and 22nd, 2023, I'm going to bring those three aspects in. I'm going to bring the best experts in the world. Maybe you're going to be one of them. Bringing that into this world that it's not just about helping people. It's about helping people compete in the extraordinary game yes right and then when i first brought this idea up everybody around me was like well how much money is that going to cost you yeah you know honestly i don't care (laughs) i don't care if it costs me 250 i don't care if it costs me five hundred thousand dollars. it's something that i want to do so i will figure out a way yes 
when we have that mindset, like it's to me now and to you as well, making money is fun. And when it becomes fun, you know, you've hit your stride and yeah. you've know your impact is, en- is endless. Mm-hmm. It was harder for me to make 2000 a month than to make six figure months. Like once you realize that it, it kind of blows your world apart. <laughs> like, cause we think when we're broke and we're in a state of struggle, we just assume money is struggle. Wealth is struggle. But the beauty of like wealth energetics is your, the, the inner work you're doing, the practical work you're doing, the support you're putting in place, the masterminds you're joining, the coaches you're hiring. It's like, it's adding up, it's compounding, it's compounding, it's compounding, it's compounding. And then it reached a tipping point and it spills over into overflow and abundance. It, you saw it happen to me two years ago. It's happened to you this year. Like it, everyone reaches this point, but what you have to do is you have to keep showing up and investing and believing and doing the inner work. And it will reach a tipping point where it floods into your life. And all the work you did at the beginning is more work than when it tips over and it floods into your life. So it's good news for those of you who are in the beginning stages of this, the more money you make, the easier it is to make. The hardest is the very beginning when you're trying to get your mind right. You're trying to get your heart right. You're trying to invest in the right coaches. Like it, there's so much upfront investment and work, but holy crap, is it worth it? I'm so glad I worked through the struggle of making $2,000 so I could go on and have a six figure a month. So worth it. And there were times where I'm sure you were the same way when we joined this five day challenge, I'm swiping the credit card and it's maxed out. Mm-hmm. And then they tell me, wait, there's an, ex- an eight week course. You know what? I don't care. I'm going to find a way. I have to be in this eight week course. Now it's like a three day. I swipe yeah. the credit card, max it out. And yeah. then it's, they tell me, okay, now we have a mastermind. Holy smokes. I have to be in this mastermind. Swipe the credit card, figure it out. And as you, as you level up one, your mindset level up, to your your network Mm -hmm. the people that you're surrounded by and you know like like nicole says it's eventually going to overflow and now all of a sudden money is not a thing to me yeah and it just comes and i associate money with impact Mm -hmm. and maybe that's i keep saying that over and over again because if you're listening to that maybe that's what's resounding to you because we are helpers we just want to help everybody Mm-hmm. Helping everybody means you can have some money too. It's easier to make more money when you have a strong why behind it, like helping people. And then I want you guys to get to a point where you let yourself, you let yourself make a lot of money just because you want it. Just because you want it. Like that's the purity that I help my clients get to is like, first, when we first start, we have to have these like really good altruistic reasons. It's helped to get off food stamps. It's to be able to afford bills for my kids. It's so I can help more people. And then I'm at this point where like, I just make, I want to make more money because I want to make it. I like it. I enjoy it. It's fun. It's amazing. It gives a really beautiful quality of life. I can give a lot to charitable donations. I can sponsor people. I can hire team members. I can give them a quality of their own quality of life. Like there's all these reasons, but now my main drive is I just want it. But until you can get there, you have to have a strong why. When I first started, I had a whole like eight by 11 sheet just filled front to back. Here's why I want to get rich. All the people I'm going to help, all the causes I'm going to give to, all the people I can hire, all the the people I want to personally sponsor. So when I would get tripped up and like freak out that maybe it wasn't going to work or maybe this wasn't worth it, I would look at this list and see all my whys and be like, no, I have to make it. Look at all these people I meant to help. So having that strong why always makes the how easier. 
And something I want to say, Dr. Kylie, because I said this to you before we started recording, I think this is really helpful because this is what we talk about where the wealthy think differently. So for those of you who charge an hourly rate, I want to plant the seed of possibility in you. So I don't know, five, six years ago, I hired an in-home massage therapist. I was just starting my journey to getting wealthy and I felt like an in-home therapist felt a little more expansive, like expansive and rich and luxurious than me traveling to someone's office, whatever. That was my own personal thing. And I hired him, did an amazing job, spent extra time on me and he charged me some ridiculously low rate of like $60 or something. And I was just like, you drove here, you have to drive back. You spent, I think an hour with me, plus you spent extra time with me. Like this isn't computing. You're not making profit here. You're probably losing on top of gas and resources and time and energy. And then he sent me a follow-up email of like things to keep up with. Like he was a huge giver but he wasn't charging appropriately. And so I asked him like, how much money do you want to make? And he's like, I would love to make six figures. I'm like, here's an idea. For those of us who have money, we pay for ease. We pay for access, not even to use the thing, but just knowing we could use the thing if we wanted it. What you could do is you could create an annual membership and say that you charge $1,000 per month. They are guaranteed four massages a month, anytime, whatever. You get 10 clients, 10 clients you're making more than six figures in a year. But it's a totally different way of thinking. And you're really only gonna get that when you're in a space with wealthy people, when you realize that's how wealthy people think. I don't have to pay for a one-time service. I have to schedule two months in advance. It's like I pay a membership so I can go to that gym anytime I want, even if I decide not to use it. I pay for this massage membership so I can book a massage tomorrow morning if I want. Like that ease is what we look for and long for. So if we can get out of this paradigm of, I'm going to charge per hour to what can kind of experience and ease and access and extraordinary can I offer them? And then, then you can pick a higher price point and you'll hit six figures and beyond so fast. Yeah. And, and going back to that, we compete in the extraordinary game. Think about whatever it is that you do, make it extraordinary. And now 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 200,000, a million. Now it just starts coming because you're making extraordinary results, experiences, Mm -hmm. really. You know, my big thing was I I feel like I've hit there when I get a fly first class. Just because I want to fly first class, I hit there. I've been on two first class flights (laughs) and I fly again on Wednesday. And then I was having that same conversation with my husband and he's like, well, we just need a house like that. Yeah, we just need it. But I want a bigger one because I dang well want it. Yes. That's when you, I mean, we can go back and forth and say, I was not in this same place 18 months ago. I wasn't there in five years ago. Like I was like, okay, it's $200 a month. And that's in supplements included. And I would profit, you know, $10 a month. Mm But it's that inner work where we change our relationship with money. Mm -hmm. We change our idea of what money is, what wealth is. And we do the inner work on the inside. So, Nicole, I want to give you some time on the platform here. Um, You said you have a free gift for them. Tell them about it. Yeah. So, as you obviously now know, money is my jam. And I personally love helping. I love helping good people get rich. That's what drives me. So many good-hearted humans doing extraordinary work in the world, but they're not getting the extraordinary pro- the income, the profit they deserve. So if you go to my website, nicolemitchell.com slash free gift, there is a free video waiting for you, which is my seven tips on how to create a 
ton of money. That is what the video is called. If you need to beep it, you're welcome to beep it, Dr. Kylie. But anything and everything I create is to help people create the life, the life of their dreams from the inside out. But my emphasis is always on money. I want you to become wealthy. You're the kind of person that I'm like, dang, I need to be around you more. (laughs) I want to hit that next spot. And And everybody like you brings it. So you guys, I hope you learned so much more. I hope you're you feel more calm and peace in your heart. And who knows, maybe you're going to listen to this and you're jacking your prices up tomorrow, which is the goal. So go connect with Nicole, N-I-K-O-L-E Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L.com slash free gift and download that seven tip video. Thank you. Dr. And who knows, maybe we'll see you on the stage in February of 2020. Yeah, keep me posted. Let's make that money, honey. I am here for it. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. You heard it. Loads of gold on today's episode. Now it's your job to go out, create more impact, change more lives, and have more freedom and more income while you're at it. Need help reaching this? Come join us inside the 90-day program on October 4th at drkylieburton.com slash 90-day-program. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite supplement companies, Systemic Formulas and MyBiome. Come join me inside their private Facebook group for practitioners called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. All right, go out and change the world. I'm here to help. Dr. Kylie.